0: Everyone. How are you? How's your day going so far? I'm doing pretty good. I am recording this right now at home. Tonight I'm going to go out dancing with some friends and it's going to be exactly what I need after a tough week. I'm dealing with the loss of my kitty cat and the aftermath and all those feelings. And speaking of loss, today's episode we're going to be talking about the loneliness and the loss we feel after a breakup. And this can pertain to romance or platonic relationships. But when we lose somebody in our life, when we don't spend time with them, it's rough. But it's also really hard if we are in a situation where we keep seeing them and there's nothing really we can do about that. And so we have to navigate those difficult feelings while at the same time running into that person all of the time. So that's the particular challenge that this listener is facing with. All right, let's get to their question. Hi, Bunny. My ex broke up with me in the beginning of April and we've been on no contact. He wanted to stay friends, but I didn't because I couldn't act like nothing happened between us. We had broken up before on January, then started dating again in March and we broke up because of similar reasons again. The thing is though, he was my best friend. We'd spend every day together because we go to the same college and our dorms are very close. We also had a friend group, but some of them treated me very badly and unfairly, so I had gotten distant over time. However, my ex continued being friends with them, which was a problem for me, but I didn't want to lose him back then. Anyways, I lost both my boyfriend and only friend. I'm dealing with both a breakup and losing friends. On the other hand, I am also having a hard time seeing my ex still hanging out with those people. It's like he's completely a different person now. I have lost everyone. I eat alone, I study alone, and I cannot bear seeing that fake group of friends still hanging out together. I feel betrayed because I lost my boyfriend and only friend And also, it's like he chose them over me, the only girl he loved ever, his words, not mine. I'm angry, I'm sad, I'm happy that those toxic people aren't in my life anymore, but neither is my ex and he still hangs out with them. Ugh, I bump into them all the time in school. We have many mutual acquaintances, so I have to pretend like nothing happened. I can't bring myself to leave my dorm room anymore. Do you have any advice? I really hope you do. Thanks a lot in advance. Hi, sweetheart. I'm so sorry that this has been so challenging for you. You're going through a romance breakup and the loss of friendship and also in an environment where all the difficult feelings are not easy to distance yourself from, to get a break from. And that's really tough. It makes sense that you're feeling overwhelmed. It makes sense that you feel angry. All your feelings are very understandable. I think when we're going through a breakup of a romance or a platonic relationship where we feel hurt, it's like that person stops being a whole person and turns into a symbol of that hurt. Their presence, whether that is physical presence, a memory in our minds, or even a picture that we see, becomes a trigger for those hurts, those bad feelings, those thoughts. A trigger for when it went wrong. A trigger for the fears we have of being alone. A trigger for feelings of inadequacy. A trigger for feelings of rejection. A lot of times we find comfort in responding to those triggers with anger, judgment, or resentment because it's almost like a protection from feeling vulnerable, from feeling weak. Anger can give us sort of like a boost. It can kind of make us feel um, energized, strong, powerful. Like, oh, he's just an asshole, so fuck him. Or, oh, she's just a toxic person. Who needs that toxic person in my life? Or look at all of those fake people over there. And I think looking at it that way can really help you just kind of be able to function when those triggers come up, right? Just a way to make it through the day. But after some time, I think it stops making you feel better. The anger festers and making people a kind of enemy in your mind just starts making you feel like shit. And so it makes sense that in your mind, it feels like your boyfriend is a completely different person because in many ways, you're seeing him in a certain lens right now. And that is different from the way that you used to see him. But there comes a time in our healing process where we have to go even deeper now, I just want to emphasize here that there's nothing wrong with being in that place of anger and resentment. People did stuff that hurt your feelings. You have every right to feel angry. It's a necessary part of that process to feel those feelings, to let them out, to express them, to have really intense boundaries, maybe even to stay in your room just because you know you can't deal. But what I want to do here is create an opening within you to see things from a higher perspective because your ex and you, you really do care for each other. And your relationship wasn't just the things that went wrong. There was also joy there. And even though it didn't work out, that doesn't make either one of you wrong or bad or the villain. You two had different needs different boundaries. And remembering that, coming at it from a higher self perspective of you are just two people who are trying your best, who both deserve love and healing in your life, it helps you begin to see that person not as just the symbol of what they did wrong but as a whole complex being with wounds and limitations, but also with their own higher self, their own light. And their presence becomes less triggering and more just like, okay, this is hard, but this doesn't have the power it used to have over me. I try to encourage people to stop saying that a person is toxic because the person isn't toxic. The behavior is. Now that separation doesn't mean you're going to let that behavior in your life, but what it does is it empowers you to see someone through their behavior and recognize there's a difference between who they are and how they trigger you. And that actually makes the trigger less powerful. I want to get you to a place where if you are in an environment where you're going to have to see these people, I wanna get you at a place where it doesn't anger you so much or scare you into hiding because it doesn't have the power to do that. They are just people who have their own shit going on that is no longer your responsibility. There's a difference between pretending like nothing happened and having a healthy boundary where you don't need to engage with what happened in that particular setting. I know this might sound much easier said than done. And I don't expect you to hear this and automatically be like, okay, I'm fine. They're just people. I see their higher self. It's all good. But I want you to begin to cultivate a space where that window of compassion and higher self vision can start allowing you to let go a little bit. The trigger, the hurt, The breakup isn't the whole story of who you are, of who he is, of who those people are. And you are not stuck in that situation, in that lens, in that tunnel. You don't have to hide yourself. You don't have to diminish your light. You made choices for yourself because you love yourself. And it's going to take some time to adjust to these people not being in your life the way that they were. And that's why it feels so lonely, because logistically, when you are spending time with people and they are no longer there, of course, there's going to be loneliness. Of course, there's going to be a difficult transitionary period. Of course, you're going to have to feel all of that stuff, that loss, because it is a loss. But no one is out to get you and you are safe you are definitely gonna meet new people. You're gonna have another relationship and probably another one and probably another one. And this loss and these difficult emotions will become less powerful day by day. So hang in there, babe. Remember your higher self is always holding you in love. No matter how tough the feelings are, your higher self is your power that love, that light that shines within you, the light that you see in the world, the light that you see in other people, even sometimes when they're not aware of it, that's our power. And our healing eventually gets to that stage where we can access that. But for now, if you're not able to access that, you can still know this is temporary. Eventually, this isn't going to feel the way it feels. So let me take a deep breath and just take it day by day. I'm sending you so much love, babe. Take care. Hello, EXO Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello, Higher Self, An Outsider's Guide to Loving Yourself in a Tough World is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. I think that the word compassion in a lot of ways is presented or at least in people's minds as some kind of weakness like if we have compassion for somebody that means that we're going to let them hurt us or we're going to let them do bad things that compassion is the same thing as enabling and it's actually the opposite because compassion is the truth through the wisdom of love it's seeing through the behavior and enabling somebody is not the compassionate thing to do. Letting people behave badly is not good for them. It is not the loving thing to do. It is not compassionate. It is compassionate to say no. It's compassionate to say this isn't okay with me. It's, okay. it's compassionate to have boundaries. But we do that while acknowledging and affirming each other's worth. Remember, our learned hierarchical beliefs will have us making ourselves better than other people because we think we behave better. But the truth is, you're not better than somebody else because you behave better. Because there is no such thing as better than somebody else, right? There's just people who are in a different stage of their healing and who act differently out of their wounds. But you are not better than them. And I think that it actually helps us move through this world when we really see it from that lens. And that's that higher self perspective. It's it's being grounded in that truth. It's not seeing our reality from their lens, right? So that's how we stand up for what's right. That's, that's the representation we are on this planet and in our social groups and at work and... And in our relationships, we stand up for the truth in you and the truth in everybody else. So, yeah, it's not an easy thing to do. It's not. I'm not gonna sit here and say that I'm always affirming everybody's worth, you know, in my mind. Of course not. But there's a deeper part of us that knows that's true. And even on the days where we're like, fuck them, what the fuck? Like there's, we, we still know, we still have that awareness. Okay, like I'm really mad right now. I'm, I'm upset right now. But I know it's not gonna be like this forever because this isn't really who I am. This is just an emotion. And who I really am is love. And that's why I'm really here. But yeah, we don't deny our feelings. We feel them, but we are grounded in a deeper truth. All right, babes? Yes! We're all so powerful, truly. We really are. And love is our power. I'm sending you so much love. I love you and so does your higher self. I will talk to you soon. Bye.